Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Damn it! I got one knife! Get it! Tonight's episode, Mr. Nobody. And that is me. That's right. I am Mr. Nobody. I am Patrick Riley, your host. And right next to me is the sidekick, Kimmy. Welcome to episode 503 of the Riley and Kimmy show. And Kimmy, we got a lot of things planned on this episode because being a Wednesday, it is time for us to go back in time on this episode. I guess you're wondering about this contraption. Well, what is it? Well, actually, it's a time machine. I call it a way back. We just set it, turn it on, open the door... And there we are, or were, really. That's right. Being a Wednesday, it's a Wayback Wednesday, and we're going to go back in time. We're going to step into that Wayback Machine shortly here, Kimmy. Okay. We're going to go way back in time. All right. That's right. I mean, we're going to honor something that a Wednesday is. It's going to be revolving around what Wednesday is. What is a Wednesday for all nerds and geeks? New Comic Book Day. That's right, Kimmy. It is New Comic Book Day. As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books. Especially the ones about superheroes. And being a Wednesday, it's a day to head to your favorite comic book store. And if you don't have a favorite comic book store, swing on by one in your neighborhood. And you can find that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com because we have the comic book shop locator. And by the way, speaking of comic books, you know, comic book shops, we know a really great place to go. And that's over in the Daytona Beach area. And that is Nerdtropolis Comics in Ormond Beach. And stay, you know, when you get there, if you happen to be in the area, swing on by. And matter of fact, if you're just cruising through Florida and you're going on I-95, it's really easy to get to. It's right, you know... What is it, US 195? Mm-hmm. Stop on by, see the owner, Taylor, and say the Riley and Kimmy show sent you. And, yeah. And one of the things, by the way, Taylor is going to be uh, contributing to the Riley and Kimmy show, Kimmy. All right. He is going to be giving comic book reviews. Okay. Graphic novel trade paperback reviews. Mm-hmm. He's going to, you know, recommendations and things like that. And that's from Nerdtropolis, and that'll be coming to the Riley and Kimmy show. And we'll keep you updated with that. Best way to find out when we do that is uh, to be connected with us social media-wise. And you can do that by going right to our website, RileyandKimmy.com. Because if you friend, follow, like us, guess what? We friend, follow, like you right back. That's just how it works, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And speaking of comic book day, well, we're talking about comic books. And maybe you're looking for an older comic book. Maybe you're looking for something comic book related like a statue an action figure a toy from the past i know a place where you can do that where you can find that and that's a daytona beach comic book convention right kimmy mm-hmm. at that daytona beach comic book convention you can find all kinds of things now it's in a new larger venue now if you've been to the past daytona beach uh, comic book conventions they're great i mean they were fantastic mm-hmm. but they're bigger and a lot more vendors new and improved uh, <laughs> yes 80 vendors will be at this location. The location is the Daytona Beach uh, comic, or the location the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention is at is the Embry Riddle ICI Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Admission is you know quite affordable. As a matter of fact, you'll have a lot of money left over so you can buy you know some neat items from the past and maybe some from the present. Just five dollars for adults and for kids 12 and younger. It is free and the showtime it starts at 10 o'clock, runs until five. Kimmy, mm-hmm. that's right. 
And uh, as I said, over 80 vendors there. Artists will be there sketching and having prints available. Also, some will have some high-end commissions available. If you want something really detailed, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be able to set you up with that. Also, celebrities will be there from The Walking Dead, Kimmy. Be able to uh, meet uh, actors Chris Harrelson, Stephen Vining, and Tim Proctor. And there's also a chance for you to dress up. I can't hide from it any longer. I I am going to become a superhero. You know, part-time at first. Christ in heaven! Look at yourself! You're built like a sensible shoe. You shouldn't be jumping around town in a body sock fighting crime. Well, I haven't actually fought any crime yet. Good! Keep it that way. Crime fights back. Remember the lesson of Metcalf. Metcalf? Metcalf! Head of shipping and receiving third floor. Metcalf! He lost all his game pieces just like you. Cashed in his 401k and bought a jetpack. Now the poor bastard needs a machine. To poop! Mr. Fishladder, I know that sort of thing can happen, but... But you're gonna ride this thing out to the bloody gruesome end, aren't you? Well, maybe not all the way to the end, but, you know, for a while. Well, you can ride it out. You can uh, you can try being a superhero, even a supervillain, and that's at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. They have a cosplay contest going on, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Cool. That, yeah, that's right, with $300 in prizes. Woo-hoo. So, you know, put your mask on, your makeup, your uh, brown paper bag with eye holes cut out, uh, uh, fursuit, climb into it, whatever, and it's open, you know, get the whole family into it. That'd be a yeah. really fun thing. We'd love to see that. And that's at the Daytona Beach comic book convention the riley and kimmy show will be there recording an episode you know we'll be doing that and you can uh, become part of that as well we would love to meet you even if you don't want to become part of the episode if you're shy you know a little mike shy that's okay uh one of the things you could do if you don't mind being mike shy you know if you you'll come on the episode is uh do a little show and tell what you found at the daytona beach comic book convention mm-hmm. it is going to be fun is it not oh yeah it sure is and be sure to tell your friends that's june 7th we want to see you there everybody else does too and a big thank you to tom and jake the promoters who invited the riley and kimmy show Radio was And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. From time to time, we uh, go back in time and we honor the golden age of radio, old-time radio, OTR, as it's sometimes referred to, especially with collectors and hobbyists. And one of the reasons we do that, especially like on a Wednesday, is because we have something that is comic book related. Because if this character had not went to radio, in my opinion, he may not have become mainstream, may not have become as big as he did. You might say I'm crazy, but because he went to radio from comic books... And really in a short period of time, from comic books, he jumped from comic books to comic strips to radio, from radio to films, movie serials. First was animation, then movie serials, then television, and then, you know, just it just kept growing. And that character was Superman. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's what we're going to do on this episode. We're going to revolve around Superman. This is a job for Superman. Up, up, and away. That voice right there was Superman in so many things. He was uh, in the uh, Filmation cartoons in the 1960s, and uh, that played for a long time on CBS television beyond the 1960s, 66 and on. And he was before that in the animation of uh, Fleischer Studios, beautiful animation in the 1940s. And before that, he was the radio version, the old-time radio version of Superman and Clark Kent. There's no trickery when he does uh, the reads as Clark Kent and Superman. It is all the power of his voice, 
where he makes you believe that Clark Kent is mild and mannered and Superman is powerful. It is so cool. And to this day, that is the voice when I read a comic book, graphic novel, trade paperback with Superman. That's the voice I hear. His name is Bud Collier. I love him. If I go back in time and be one of the individuals, I would like to meet. So we're going to go back in time here and do an episode of The Adventures of Superman. We're going back to April 1st, 1940, Kimmy. And before we do that, if you find that this is the first time you've heard old time radio and you like it, be sure to check out a friend of the Riley and Kimmy show. And that is WGN Radio Theater. WGN Radio Theater, they run this stuff and they have over 100,000 classic radio shows at their fingertips. The host, uh, Carl Amari, has those. Matter of fact, he has uh, CDs and digital downloads available for shows, and we have a link to his website if you like this for things that you can purchase. By the way, we don't get one dime, one nickel, one penny. We just want to promote somebody who uh, keeps old-time radio alive, the theater of the mind. Now we're going back in time. April 1st, 1940 is the year. Adventures of Superman. The episode is Brentwood Mystery on the Riley and Kimmy Show. <laughs> Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. As our story opens today, Clark Kent sits at his desk in the city room of his newspaper, putting the finishing touches on a follow-up story about the bursting of the great dam at Dyerville, a strange adventure in which Superman played a thrilling part. But already an even stranger adventure is at hand. Above the clatter of typewriters and news tickers, Kent hears the door of a private office open behind him. He half turns in his chair, just as Jay Hamlin, assistant to Editor White, calls him by name. Hey there, Clark Kent. Right here. Come in here a minute. Close the door. This is something very special, Kent. And if Mr. White were here, I know that he'd want you to take it on. Oh, I don't think you know Miss Beecham, do you? Uh, no, I'm afraid I don't. Elsie, this is Clark Kent. How do you do, Mr. Kent? I'm delighted to know you, Miss Beecham. Sit down, Kent. Pay close attention. You've heard of Dr. George Haven Beecham, haven't you? Explorer, scientist, archaeologist. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, Elsie's his daughter. Oh. Yes, I've known her since she was an infant. And her father is one of my closest friends. Now, here's the situation. Something mysterious and unusual has happened to Dr. Beecham. But uh, suppose you tell the story, Elsie. Huh? It, it may sound a little silly to Mr. Kent. Oh, I'm sure it won't. Go right ahead, Miss Beecham. From the beginning, Elsie. Well, it... It's this way. Nine months ago, my father went into the jungles of South America to supervise the excavation of some ancient tombs. He wrote to me regularly, and, and everything seemed to be quite all right. How often did you hear from him, Elsie? Oh, about once a week. The last letter came two days before he sailed for home. In it, he, he told me not to meet him at the boat. Oh, that's strange. Did he give any reason? Well, none at all. He said he'd phone me. And did he? Yes, he did. Two hours after the boat docked. Well, what did he say, Miss Beecham? Practically nothing. He sounded almost ghostly, like a man afraid of his life. Oh, now, you're just imagining things, Elsie. If I know your father, and I do, he's never been afraid of anything. And that's just what's had me worried. That and, and the instructions he gave me. What were the instructions, Miss Beecham? Well, first he told me he couldn't see me for quite some time. That in itself isn't natural, Kent. Elsie and her father have always been devoted to one another. I see. Uh, go on, Miss Beecham. He said he was going out to Brentwood for a while. That he had to be alone. Uh, did he say where in Brentwood, Miss Beecham? The Stone House. But he warned me not to try to communicate with him. He said he was quite well and that he'd brought back a native servant to look after him. A half-breed named Zingre. You did try to call him, though, didn't you? I, I waited until yesterday. Then I, then I couldn't stand it any longer. You phoned? Yes. There was no answer. Oh. Well, that's queer. 
your father was using the stone house in Brentwood as a hideaway, it, well, it seems to me he'd be there. That's just how I felt, Mr. Kemp. Now, now you know why I'm so worried. Uh, have you thought of notifying the Brentwood police? Oh, no, I didn't dare. Father despises publicity. He'd be furious with me. Oh. There's only one thing to do, Kent. You take Elsie to Brentwood and find out what's what. Why, well, I'd be glad to. Well, let's see, it's, uh, it's six now. Well, suppose we have dinner, Miss Beecham, and then drive out. Right. I'd love to, Mr. Kent. Well, shall we leave now? We don't want to get out there too late. Oh, I'm ready, if you are. Let me know the moment you find out anything. Sure thing, Mr. Hamlin. Goodbye, Uncle Jay, and, and thanks a million. Forget it, and stop worrying. <laughs> Dreary-looking place. Is this Brentwood, Mr. Kent? This is Brentwood, all right, Miss Beecham. Uh, and I think that's Stonehouse, back of those trees and behind that iron fence. Well, if Dad's there, he, he certainly doesn't want callers. Why, it looks completely closed up. Yes, not a light anywhere. Oh, say, I guess we passed the gate. The gate? You know, leading into the grounds. Oh. Well, what are you getting out for? Where are you going, Mr. Kent? Well, I, I just thought I'd run back and see if the gates are open. Wait here a minute, will you? Well, don't leave me alone here too long, Mr. Kent. Don't worry, Miss Beecham. I'll be right back. I hope she doesn't try to follow me. Something about the look of this fence and gate I don't quite like. It's too carefully hidden away back at the shrubbery. Purposely hidden. I wonder why. Ah, here we are. Now, I wonder if I can get through the fence or over it or... Oh! oh. Electrified, eh? Quite a jolt, too. Ah, this looks like a job for Superman. Pretty smart, shooting high-powered voltage through an iron fence. But not smart enough. Uh, get back out of the shrubbery and look around. Ah, here's the gate. That's probably electrified, too. Well, I'll just kick it in and drive the car right through. Nothing like arriving in style. Here goes. Hey, whoever built this gate certainly did want privacy. Well, you won't have it long. There, that does it. Now, back to Miss Beecham as Clark Kent. Oh, oh, here you are. Is everything all right? I can't say just yet, but things are certainly opening up. Let's turn the car around and see what's going on at that house, eh? Well, what are we going to do? Drive right in? Sure, why not? Well, it doesn't seem exactly as though we're wanted, Mr. Kent. Ah, uh, we'll find out soon enough. Ah, uh, here's the entrance. Why, those gates. Did you say you just opened them? More or less. Why? Well, they look like they were blown in in a hurricane. Well, they were old and rusty, Miss Beecham. They, they just fell apart. Well, well, what are you stopping here on the driveway for? And why are you switching off the lights? Now, look here, Miss Beecham. I'm going to tell you quite frankly that we may run into trouble. Oh, Mr. Kent, what do you mean? Now, now, please, don't get hysterical. I, I won't, but, but... Miss Beecham, I want to go up to that house and have a look around before... Well, before they know we're here. Mr. Kent, do you think... Do you think anything's happened to my father? Now, Miss Beecham, honestly, I, I don't think anything. Not yet. Then why... Why all the secrecy? Why are you leaving me here and, and going to the house yourself? Oh, you must know more than you're telling me. Oh, believe me, I don't. It's just that your father and whoever else is with him in the house seem to want privacy. And they've tried to make sure of it. For some unknown reason, that privacy is vitally important to them. Oh, let me come with you. No, now, please. You just stay here and watch the car. And if you see anything, 
I want me for anything. Blow the horn. Oh, Mr. Kent, I'm afraid. I don't like it here. The awful silence. The darkness. Now, now, there's nothing to be afraid of. You just sit tight while I investigate. Well, where will you be? Not too far away. Remember now, if anything happens, just blow that horn and keep blowing. All right, Mr. Kent. But please hurry. Please hurry. Poor kid. She's frightened stiff. Little wonder. I don't like to leave her alone, but she can't be around when Superman's doing his stuff. And it looks like he has to. Well, I'll just climb up the side of Stone House a little way and see what's doing. Clinging to the second-story window of Stone House, Superman peers into the dark interior, listens intently. A door slams, and suddenly the night is stabbed by the wild blowing of the auto horn and the weird baying of hounds. What's that? Somebody's blowing the horn. Elsie must be in trouble. All right, Miss Beecham, I'm coming. Help! Help me, Mr. Oh, she's being attacked by huge masters. Get down! Get down, you beast! Help! Miss Beecham, Help! I'm coming. Help! Get me out! The dogs! They're climbing through the windows! Help, Mr. Kent! Stay in the car, Miss Beecham. Don't get out. I'll take care of them. They're coming in, Mr. Kent. Save them! No! Down! Down! Gone, Miss Beecham. You can come out of the car if you like. Oh, they frightened me so, Mr. Kent. Came out of nowhere, out of the darkness like wolves. Yes, they, they did look pretty dangerous. The black one, particularly. I was sitting in the car waiting for you when I heard them barking. Suddenly they were up on the running board. Oh, Mr. Kent, it was ghastly. Well, it's, it's all over now. I think I'll take you along with me just in case the dogs decide to return. I've discovered there's someone in the house. Maybe your father or at Mr. Kent, what's that? I don't know. Sounds like a drum. Drum? Mr. Kent, it's a tom-tom. Someone's beating a tom-tom. But why? Listen, it's coming nearer all the time. Look, Mr. Kent. What? They are through the trees. What? What? A man, a giant. He's coming this way. Look. <laughs> what is it that Elsie Beecham has seen bearing down on them? Man or monster? Does the weird beat of the jungle tom-tom herald its approach? And what of his father, Dr. Beecham? Is he or is he not safe behind the gray walls of Stonehouse? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.